Hey, before we jump into the podcast, just want to give a quick reminder, if you're new here to the Holistic Nootropics podcast, to please just take a quick second and subscribe to the podcast. It takes literally a second to do. Just hit the subscribe button right there in your podcast player. Also, if you want to help us out, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. Now, if you're more of a visual person, you like to actually watch the podcast, you can actually do that over on the Holistic Nootropics YouTube page. Just go to youtube.com, search Holistic Nootropics, You'll see our page pop up. Subscribe to that. Hit the little bell icon so you can get notified every single time new videos drop because we don't just do podcasts over there. We do product reviews. We do all kinds of nootropic and biohacking and holistic health topical videos. So go on over, check us out on the Holistic Nootropics YouTube page. And for all things nootropics, nutrition, and biohacking related, go on over to holisticnootropics.com. Okay, let's jump into the podcast. You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. My name's Eric. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. And just a quick reminder, if you're new to the podcast, please remember to subscribe, especially if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. Rate, review, leave some comments, share this with all your friends and family. Um, also, we are running a, uh, a promotion here uh, for the Biohacking Congress taking place in Miami on October 16th and 17th. Uh, they have been uh, nice enough to give the Holistic Nootropics podcast some free tickets for the viewers and listeners of the podcast. So what I'm doing is I'm giving away 50 free tickets to the Biohacking Congress. All you got to do is go on over to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review of the podcast and have it come from your heart, especially if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy the podcast, then don't do this. But if you enjoy the podcast, leave a five-star review from the heart. Send me an email over to info at holisticnootropics.com with a screenshot of your review, and I will send you over one of the live virtual tickets. I should uh, say that these tickets are virtual. They're not live tickets um, to the conference, but you can watch it on your computer from the comfort of your home. They've got a lot of amazing guest speakers. So, so again, leave a five-star review. You got a ticket to the Biohacking Congress. So my guest on today's podcast is Dr. Daryl Misak. Dr. Daryl is a naturopathic doctor out of Pittsburgh, where he owns and operates Pittsburgh Alternative, uh, Alternative Health, Inc., a clinic focused on health analysis and how to support optimal energy formation to result in natural health restoration. He performs regular lectures and does YouTube shows teaching the concepts of bioelectric chemistry and how to optimize personal energy efficiency. Dr. Daryl, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Sounds fun. I'm ready. Let's let's make this happen. Yeah, you got your coffee like right front and center. I have no doubt that you're ready to rock this. Nootropic so, right there, right? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, awesome. So um, I want to talk all about, you know, your services as a naturopath. I personally love talking to naturopaths because um, you guys have such an interesting approach when it comes to health that is so antithetical to the, you know, antiquated modern medical system that just keeps people more sick and in the pharmaceutical uh, loop. But before we jump into all that, let me ask you, how did you get into uh, this realm of holistic medicine? Um, truth, number one, and two, 
Um, you know, we all have gifts, right? And so my gift apparently in my life is how do things work? I was a kid who took apart my sister's dolls when I was two or three years old to see how they worked. I took apart and built bicycles when I was, uh, you know, 10 to 12. I started taking about cars when I was uh, 14, um, you know, and how they worked. And then um, my dad was a doctor and uh, kind of admired the respect he got. But then I went into pharmacy and I loved anatomy, physiology, biochemistry. I did a one-on-one -on -one course in applied pharmacokinetics that all my classmates said, what the hell are you doing? You know, but pharmacokinetics is how things move through the body and how they work and understanding them mathematically. And um, so I always loved how things work. And when I got into um, uh, clinical pharmacy at Duke uh, and working with cancer patients and watching people die, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, biochemistry taught that, you know, these people in these catabolic breakdown states need vitamins. They need vitamin C and B vitamins. And they're like, hey, that, there's no research on that. So before I had five kids and when before Google and you had to go look at those big mesh term books and look things up and go to the stacks and find articles, I started finding research on on nutritional approaches to these various cancers. And, and the doctors are like, oh, that's all been refuted. I never found anything that refuted the information, but it led me down my first rabbit hole with, um, you know, uh, studying about alternative therapies. And I learned about naturopathic medicine. Ralph Moss back then was, Ralph Moss was the, the, the medical doctor who brought, uh, you know, natural research on how to approach cancer and um, and then I went to naturopathic medical school um, and then I just started kept going down more rabbit holes that led me down. You know, how does it work? How does it work? Which now led me down to energy frequency, uh, chemistry, uh, chemistry, positive and negative charges make up the universe, make up atoms, make up molecules, make up our body. Chemistry dictates how everything else follows. And um, and I teach how to. Uh, look at your diet in relation to the minerals that build what you are and make the energy and the electricity of how it's happening in our body occur. And I now watch miracles and it's simple. And I teach people how to do it at home. There's a, it's all summed up for you. <laughs> no, that's great. And it's so interesting because, you know, I'm about 40 plus episodes into this podcast. And for me, it's been my own kind of, uh, you know, lesson in just learning so much about these different modalities of holistic health, talking to people like yourself, researchers, practitioners, clinicians, and, the more that I talk to people who are, you know, really doing interesting things in the health field, the more I just find myself just pulling further and further away from the conventional medical system because of all the blind spots, you know, like right, I yeah. was look, I was looking on your website and it's so interesting because your services as a doctor, like when a patient first comes, you tell the patient to allow three to four hours for their first visit to your office, um, which is unheard of in a medical system that gives people typically between five and eight minutes in a doctor's office. And you're doing all these different things. You're doing exams. You're, you're doing a consultation with the person. They're taking blood. They're taking urine. They're taking saliva. And it just feels like that is such an, such an impressive, comprehensive, um, you know, assay on a person to really understand. Maybe you can't solve all their problems on a first visit, but to really understand what a person's going through. I feel like you're one of the first people I've seen actually doing it the way it should be done. 
Let me tell you that the, the thing that blows me away, even myself, is when you understand the chemistry. I don't have to. I I don't look at somebody's intake form until after I've done the evaluation. So I look at their urine and saliva and the chemistry. If you go and read the articles that I've written in Naturopathic Doctor News and Review, the variable in your chemistry that's furthest away from ideal dictates what symptoms you have. So I sit there and tell people, oh, you're probably waking up in the middle of the night to pee. You're probably okay in the morning. You're crashing five or six in the afternoon. You're getting headaches that typically appear this time of day. You're having aches and pains at this part of your body. You're having, and people are like, oh my God, that's not even in my chart. How do you know that stuff is because chemistry dictates what happens in the body. And then I do a live blood and I'm like, oh, right there, you're sore, tired and achy. Your blood, you're not carrying oxygen the way that you should. These cells are associated with an immune challenge. Looks like you might have mold exposure because these are atypical cells and their characteristic. And people are just blown away because what you're doing is you're identifying all their patterns. You can tell them what's going on and you have a feasible way to explain why it's happening to them without ever sitting there going through somebody pre-diagnosing themselves with adrenal fatigue and thyroid conditions, you know, sure. because those are the organs that are trying to compensate the that you're having in your body. So I came out with a thing called the five phase approach. If you go on my website, there's a basic understanding of it. But, you know, phase one, clean up your environment. We live in a freaking toxic world, you know, pure air, pure food, pure water, EMF. Phase two, test and know what the hell are you reacting to? What, what do you specifically need to get out of your diet or lifestyle? What environmental toxins could you be reacting to that might explain where your symptoms are coming from? Phase three is support. Support isn't taking nootropics and taking, you know, fish oils and CoQ10 and multivitamin. Uh, support is what can I functionally explain that your body is deficient in? Because I explain all health as a matter of deficiency or excess. You know, and if you have an excess, some type of environmental toxin that your body can't handle, then why can't it handle it? Because it's deficient in something in order to process it because your body is one heck of an amazing nuclear machine is what's going on. So where's the breakdown? Phase four is detox. You start, you lower the load on the body. You remove the stress from the body that you can identify. You start detoxing the body. You give the body what it needs and you inherently raise its ability to handle stress. Your body starts to naturally clean up, you know? So I have all these detox services, you know, infrared sauna, ionic foot baths, colon hydrotherapy, uh, biomat. And, you know, we have rife machines at our office. We have a hyperbaric chamber. I don't push those services. I try to explain when you need to use them, you know, but the body naturally starts to detoxify and get rid of the burdens, you know, and so symptom patterns come down. So health is based on a total load theory. When you can't, when you can handle this much, but you're trying to take care of this, something's got to give. And so when you get below that threshold, your body says, well, hell, now I can clean up shop because I can do what I need to do. And you start to detoxify. So these clinics that focus in on detoxification, people go in and they feel great because they detox, but slowly and steadily based upon their genetic predisposition, based upon their deficiency patterns, all those symptoms just start to come back as they go back to a lifestyle of trying to maintain things. Whereas I'm trying to say, no, you maintain the lifestyle and you get you, your body naturally starts to detoxify. I watch what call restorative health, you know, and I don't know anybody that calls it restorative health. Phase five, self-awareness. You know, where are you in connection with your body? If you feel like crap, 
and you turn around and look like, well, I did go out and have wings and beer last night. Maybe that's why I feel like crap. Let's make the association that maybe I shouldn't do that very often. Right. You know, there's a lot of aspects of self-awareness that we could turn around. And you want to talk about telomeres, anti-aging, childhood trauma can shorten your telomeres and which we can talk about later on and cause aging, you know, because of chronic stress patterns that run through our egos of our head. You know, so self-awareness is deep and looking at yourself and applying and addressing those issues, but also just practically on how you're eating and living your lifestyle that you can attribute that's associated with your health and well-being. So it's kind of all summed up in one kind of aspect. But the biggest ask, the biggest thing I do is, you know, how can you eat based upon what your body ideally needs? Wow. So much. I mean, so much good stuff there. And, uh, you know, the self-awareness thing is so interesting with people because you see it all the time with people who are like they're chronic dieters, like they're always on a new diet. They're like, this is the detox, you know, or this is the glute. It's been gluten my whole life. Oh no, no. It's, it's just too many carbs. Oh no, no, no. It's too much fat. Oh no, no, no. It's just yeah. too much of this. It's too much of that. Right. And you know, they never are able to really identify the fact that it's all of it, man. It's all of it. And especially when it comes to diet and lifestyle, like as a practitioner, you know, one thing I do is I do a food and mood journal with people before I meet with them. And I say, let me see for a couple of days, you know, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What are your bowel movements? What are you, you know, how does it relate right. to your yeah. mood and all that stuff? Right. Um, and then when you see some of the food journals of these people, and then you look at them, you know, face to face, you, and then you, you hear what they're dealing with, you go, oh, of course, it all makes sense. You know, if your breakfast is like a donut and a bag of chips, yeah, of course you feel exhausted through the whole day. Of course you need to drink all this coffee because you your energy is completely wiped out. And then in the afternoon you crash and then at night you can't sleep and and then that just builds a whole new layer of problems. And, right. you know, it's like if you have a broken bone, if you break your leg and then you go and you get it, you know, surgically repaired and then they put a cast on it, you're not then going to take a hammer and just keep re-breaking your leg. You have to get rid of the reason why it broke in the first place. Right. And I think that's the problem with so many of these, you know, health protocols and detoxes, which is they never remove the thing or make somebody self-aware of the thing that's causing that problem, you right. know? Natural medicine has a basis of seven principles. You can find them on the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, AANP website. You know, you know, it's uh, in any naturopath, if you go to their website, you will find these outlines of these seven principles. You know, the V's Medicatrix Naturae, the healing power of nature, you know, primum non nocere, first do no harm, um, you know, tole causum, identify the cause, you know, prevention, treat the whole person, tole totem, uh, doctor, docere, doctor as a teacher. You know, there's these principles that outline, but I get, again, identify the cause is, is basically where it's at. And again, I simplify it. it, deficiency or excess, you know, something your body can't handle or you've overload. Have you been swimming in a vat of pesticides lately, you know, or, or, you know, just look at the air we're breathing, look at air quality, look at water quality. What are you bathing in? What are you putting on your skin? There was a study. One of my favorite was in around 1990. I went to a, uh, a naturopathic conference up in Seattle and, um, and one of the practitioners was teaching, you know, on total health and, and uh, toxicity. And he mentioned that there was a study where they did took rats and they took five known endocrine disruptors 
and they had them in their air environment at what the Environmental Protection Agency considered safe, allowable levels. And when they had it continuously in their environment in those safe, allowable levels, the, there was no there was there was no problems. The rats didn't develop anything when they were exposed to just one of them at a time. But when the rats had all five of those environmental disruptors that you and I are just exposed to on a regular basis in safe, allowable levels, one hundred percent of them developed thyroid disorders. You know, so let's look at that. That simply that you know kind of qualifies the total load theory. So everything I do is analytical. Let me measure. Let me, you know, I'm not looking at a diagnosis because you can go to 100 naturopaths with the exact same cancer and get 100 different regimens of how to approach that cancer. You can go to one doctor, not like his diagnosis, go to another, and they're going to treat the exact same symptoms you have, but just try different if it didn't work. I'm looking at things analytically. If this is where you are, this is associated with cause and effect of you not having enough of this or having too much of this. And let's deal with those causative effectors and watch that analysis go back to a normal variant. And so that's where I've got to, you know, that, that science basis of me says, Hey, you know, the guy that I follow says that if you can't explain things mathematically, you can't explain at all. And Dr. Kerry Reams, who brought out the Reams biological theory of ionization, where at the time where he came up with the concepts, you know, Tesla was saying, hey, you want to understand the secrets of the universe? Think in terms of frequency and vibration. Einstein saying, hey, you want to understand that everything's relative to one another. Energy is the same thing as matter, heat and electricity. And I, so Reams turned around and says, well, how do you put life back together? It's all electrical and heat energy, you know, E equals MC, heat and electricity. We are bioelectric. And he explained it in the concept of mineralization and energy utilization and how to re-ionize our bodies. And, um, and he did it with foods. And so I just turn around. I'll be studying this crap for the rest of my life because, you know, Reams considered himself as a mathematical genius in kindergarten with the potential of uh, mathematical uh, variants that you could have that explain health. And I'm like, well, I must be in preschool then because I'm just trying, you know, I see miracles already happening, but you know, I, you get at points where like, okay, I can't explain this and let's dive a little deeper and look into something else that can help us to get a picture of what's going on here. And I would imagine the amount of chemicals that like the average person is exposed to throughout the day, whether it's through the, the water, which is obvious, the air, obvious, but the food people miss that one, you know, especially because the food labeling is so deceptive, you know, oh, when you go yeah. into the store and you're like, Hey, sugar-free great. But then there's all these other artificial sweeteners and all these other chemicals, food colorings that make up for the, for the sugar-free. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're talking about total load, uh, theory. It's interesting. Cause I've been researching artificial sweeteners over the last few weeks and just kind of seeing, and it's, it's endless, the amount of stuff you find that just drives you crazy because like you said, they do these studies on these rats and they give him, you know, a serving of aspartame or sucralose or whatever. And then they measure it for 24 hours and they go, okay, see the rat, you know, didn't their glycemic, whatever response didn't change their whatever didn't change, whatever. Okay. That's fine. But most people who have health problems who also consume artificial sweeteners, 
don't consume like one thing of sucralose once every 24 or once, you know, a week or whatever. I mean, it is constant exposure all day, every day, whether it's through, you know, beverages or through, I mean, this stuff is in ketchup. It's in salad yeah. dressings. It's so even when the person thinks Chewing they're gum. doing something healthy, what's that? Chewing gum. <laughs> Chewing gum. It's in freaking wheat bread, right? So if you tell somebody like, you know, eat a wheat bread turkey sandwich with a healthy salad, and then they're using, you know, mayonnaise with the stuff, wheat bread with the stuff, salad dressing with the stuff, and who knows the pesticides that are on the vegetables they're using. Well, then, yeah, you have a person who for some reason has this thing that just keeps popping up and they can't get rid of it. Well, you, you made two comments, number, yeah, actually three. One was, you know, mood and meals. What are you eating in relation to how you're feeling? Two, you said drive you crazy. Well, let's talk about that. Where's 95% of the serotonin produced that's in your body? Your gastrointestinal tract, enterochromaffin cells. Everyone thinks it's in the brain. No, it's your gut. You eat based upon mood. You know, and what do these things do? And they're releasing serotonin and driving you crazy. If you look at the studies of, you mentioned like aspartame, MSG, where's that hidden? They're, neur they're neur neurological agents that are affecting people's desires. And, and nowadays these natural flavorings that can be extracts of food, food science is just scary crap. When they just say natural flavorings, they can take an extract from a strawberry or something and say, hey, this is the taste of a strawberry and this is what causes that taste in the human being. So let's inject it into this food so people just want more of it. You know, let's drive them crazy. Damn, give me more. <laughs> That's, ah, uh, man, I read that book. What was it? The uh, Wheat Belly is one of them. Wheat Belly is great, um, but there's one that talks, I think it's called Food Lies or something like that, like where they actually talk about um, the food industry and how, I mean, it is mad scientists. It's like it everything is. is being designed. It's like, what parts of your brain does a strawberry hit? Okay, let's create a flavoring that not only hits those, but let's just hit that with a freaking sledgehammer over and over and over, over again. And you cannot not eat a whole bag of potato chips or, right. uh, you know, strawberry flavored oh ice cream God, or whatever. Yeah. It's um, scary. So I do want to talk to you. Basics. What's that? Get back to basics. Get back to basics. I mean, it, like I'm blown away by, because I love, you know, I've just been, uh, I've just had a diet that's been solid for a long time, it kind of more paleo centric, but really just whole foods. Right. right. Um, and it all happened because I did a specific microbiome centric uh, protocol, right? One of the few actual protocols or detox, whatever you want to call it, I've done. Um, but this one actually like physically like restructured my microbiome to the point where I can't like my, my palate just does not accept artificially, you know, flavored oh, food taste, yeah. because you can, it tastes like just eating like a nuclear, like nuclear waste. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so bad. So it's like, I get the same sensation that somebody gets, gets from like a, a pack of Starburst. I get that from fresh fruit, you know, yeah. uh, like a salad is delicious to me. Actual real whole foods are good, but there's people who, you know, their palates are just so conditioned to mm -hmm. the chemicals and to the artificial stuff that it's, it's a, it's a difficult thing to switch somebody on to whole foods. Um, talk, yeah. Just talk qualitarian, you know, quality of food. Qualitarian. You really want to understand food. Dr. Kerry Reams was an agricultural genius and he taught what's called high bricks, B-R-I-X gardening, high bricks foods. 
And so as he when he he wanted to change the health of the world or at least of America by changing the soil industry, by mandating that soil be tested and remineralizing the soil because he and William Albright were optimizing the DNA of plants being produced. So they were drought resistant, bug resistant. Um, you know, they produced more fruit. Uh, and fruit that would not rot, you know, so how many times you go buy an organic zucchini and then a week later it's rotting in your drawer because you didn't eat it yet. Whereas I can grow a zucchini and it can sit on my countertop for three months and I can slice it, you know, three months later and it still tastes like the day I picked it. So high bricks gardening is how to remineralize the soil. So then that food serves as the ideal vehicle for your body to get the nutrients that it needs. So that's something that you should look into and find bio. It's not just biodynamic farmers. It's people who are learning about high bricks and the teachings of William Albright and Dr. Kerry Reams. And that's that you should find somebody for a show that would change a lot of people's perspectives. Yeah, I love that stuff. And I'm going to, you know, I'll put uh, some links to that stuff in the show notes of this podcast and hopefully get somebody on to talk about that because that's, that's the jam right now. You know, like when you, when you talk to people, you probably see this all the time in your clinic, which is like vitamin and mineral deficiency and just yep. how far that goes in a person. Um, thiamine, for example, you know, like people don't get enough thiamine because thiamine is, uh, it's rich in things like red meat and organs and, um, you know, poultry, but also beans and seeds and things like that. And not only are people not getting enough of that vitamin, but the foods we were talking about, the Franken foods actually deplete that vitamin yeah. out of your body. And yeah alcohol depletes it even more. So you've got a culture who's stressed out, traumatized, depressed on their last leg, broke, poor, then can only afford foods that are essentially robbing them of their life force, mostly right. thiamine, and then probably coming to see you with all of these yep. thiamine depletion related and, illnesses. And they find that they have so many chemicals in them that are altering the body's ability to biochemically convert thiamine to the active form. So they have to take an active form and then thiamine's involved with sulfation pathways and they start taking an active form and they start dumping oxalates and getting sore and they start dumping, uh, uh, the, in that sulfation pathway and crap comes through their skin through mm. detox. They're like, I can't take that. And it's all because they're toxic in the first place. And they were depleted in something that was needed for their body to detox it. And when they give it and the body starts to detox, they're like, you're making me sick. And I'm like, no, your body's going through a process that yeah. it needs to. So you teach a process and not a product is what it is. So it's, yeah, you, we could go on for tangents on all of this stuff for hours in relation to what's going on in this world. Well, one thing I'd love to go on a tangent on a little bit is this idea of uh, bioelectric chemistry. Um, you know, you've, you've kind of alluded to it a little bit here in the conversation, but can you go a little bit into like what that is and how it works? You know, cause I'm thinking like you'd mentioned, I mean, our life force is electric, right? You know, this is something we've known for years, but probably due to the pharmaceutical model and even the supplement industry to some extent, you know, has probably just been like, well, let's not worry about all that. Let's just take pills to make us feel better. But like, like what is bioelectric chemistry? or okay, that well, you practice let's look at the universe it's made of positive charges and negative charges anions and cations and positive and negative charges make up atoms and then atoms make up molecules and then molecules make up everything else so it's all it's all electric chemistry on how it arranges itself and even tesla like i said if you want to understand the secrets of the universe think in terms of frequency and vibration it's all electrical vibrational aspects 
And so, um, so this guy, Kerry Reams explained it and he broke down the human body. You go back to ashes, 60 calcium, 24 phosphorus, 12% potassium, 85 trace minerals make up the last 4%. And these minerals make up the soil of what we are, which dictates the energy of what your body's, how it's utilizing it to do what it needs to do. So then you turn around and say, well, wait a minute, where's any concept of this in medicine? Well, hey, I have a problem with my heart. I'm going to have an EKG. I have a problem with my muscles and they're not firing, right? I'm going to have an EMG. I have a problem with my brain. I'm going to have an EEG, right? Electroencephalogram. Well, what are those things doing? They're measuring electrical activity. Well, what starts that electrical activity? Movement of sodium and potassium going through calcium channels. What does calcium do? Regulates the movement of all the other minerals inside and out of the cell. Well, if that's the case nutritionally, then why don't we look at how nutrition affects the electrical activity of the body? Oh, that's pseudoscience. You know, so what, what, what Dr. Kerry Reams did is he explained the chemistry of the body and how minerals dictate what our body needs. And so you have a lot of people who explain acid base imbalances and they talk about, hey, you're depleting your calcium phosphate from your bones to buffer out the acid nature. Yeah, because you, you need the calcium, your body needs it. And Reams just explained everything on a chemistry basis and where to get it from our foods and which foods had higher specific forms of a mineral, particularly calcium, that regulated how the pH, the speed of things going through your body happens. So you've probably heard about pH balance and, you know, and those type of things. And even Royal Rife, you know, who was curing things with electrical currents in the, the currents in the 1930s said, hey, a body that's pH balance is a body that's resist disease, you know, but Dr. Kerry Reams explained how pH is regulated in the body through mineralization and various forms of calcium. And so he turned around and said, hey, there's 150,000 forms of calcium on this planet, breaks up into seven groups. Some of those groups are neutral in, in modulating pH. Some of them are acid forming. Some of them are alkaline forming. But your body needs six of these forms on a daily basis. And these are the foods that need them. And when I test your chemistry, these are the foods that you need to move your chemistry back to ideal. So when we talk about how do you idealize or personalize a diet, I'm sitting there saying, hey, these are foods that you react to, stay away. But based upon your chemistry, these are foods that would move your chemistry in the right direction. So you should eat about 60% of your diet in this category, about 40% in this category. And based upon your nutrient ratios, we look at metabolic typing, which is very popular with Dr. Oz, um, Dr. Uh, um, uh, Mercola, they talk about metabolic typing, how there's fast and slow and mixed oxidation types. What I teach is that if you understand how to modulate the chemistry of the body, you're modulating your vital force. You're controlling and modulating your speed of your metabolic activity by understanding the chemistry. Chemistry dictates what happens in everything. And so if you understand the basics of what Reams taught with this simple urine and saliva analysis, understanding sugars and potential energy, pH is a measure of resistance and the speed of energy. So high pH, you know, you're talking more resistance, so things are slower. So you think about frequency, high P, you know, something going slower oh, versus something faster, ah, right? You're looking at the speed of a, of a wavelength. Well, when you're high pH, you know, and more alkaline, things slow down. 
there is a higher efficiency for the body, but there's an ideal. Biologically, Reem showed that the pH of 6.4 is where things can change based upon the environment to flip-flop to be whether cationic or anionic in the body and the speed of the reactions. Conductivity, the ability of energy to get where it needs to be. Cell debris, how well is your body getting rid of bad cells? Because you don't repair cells, you replace them. And so you're setting up your DNA to rebuild healthy cells. And then nitrates, how you're breaking down proteins, tells me whether you are building, you're breaking down your proteins to build healthy cells or whether you're not breaking down and you're having toxic forms of ammonia in your body that stresses your heart, stresses your body and needs to be eliminated and creates, um, you know, imbalances in your digestive tract and screws up your microbiome. So I look at this chemistry and that chemistry dictates to me you know, any therapy you want to choose in a natural realm or medically that I can measure your chemistry and say, hey, that's messing with this, which is affecting your liver, affecting your pancreas, affecting your oxygen availability. And this is good for you or bad. So I'm not sitting here telling people not to do whether it be like IV vitamin C or ozone therapy or like, no, I want to look at your urine and saliva and then I can measure and tell you whether that is beneficial or not for you. Let me measure and know whether that's a good therapy, not just discredit it because I don't do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, you definitely touched on some things there that are, you know, like it got me thinking about, uh, how detox then integrates into this model because it's yeah i can look at somebody's chemistry and once you get stability in the front end of the equation where they're generating enough energy the body the nitrates go up the cell debris goes up and the conductivity goes up because you start dumping salt and you start dumping uh night you know um uh, undigested waste out of your body and it, it it shows and then at that point i'm like get in the sauna do the ionic foot baths. You need to sweat. You need to stimulate this. You might need that extra B1, B6, B12, folic acid, you know, zinc and selenium. Let's support the chemistry that's needed to happen in the liver so you can eliminate and process these things on that aspects of detoxification. Support that methylation pathway. Support that sulfation pathway. So I'm trying to make this chemistry stuff simplistic so anybody can do it and that's why i just wrote a book and did all these uh charts to 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 put this in a picture model for people that i call restorative health by the numbers if if people start understanding the basics of what i'm trying to teach you can test your own chemistry and you can say okay this is where my numbers are furthest away from ideal and that explains my symptoms So what do I need to do? Well, I need to drink more water. Well, I need to eat the foods that bring this up or bring this down. Wow, I need more uh, magnesium because my nitrates are too high and my heart's pounding because of it. Or I need more potassium because my brain's not working and um, my thyroid's kicking in and adrenals are getting stressed out. Because when you get stressed, you deplete that potassium. So I'm trying to make this in a practical aspect to understand how the chemistry is affected by the lifestyles that we choose and how you can change your lifestyle and have health among all of us. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about minerals where it's not about, it is to an extent, but it's not about 
what minerals are you consuming? You know, cause you could say, Hey, take a magnesium supplement, take a potassium supplement, take a zinc supplement, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have adequate levels of that because it's so dependent on how the actual organs are functioning. It's like you said, yeah. when you're stressed, your adrenals are burning through potassium. They're burning through magnesium. So you could take a thousand milligrams a day of magnesium and still show up low on magnesium because totally. if your body is just constantly stressed for whatever reason, it's yeah. just smoke through that stuff your liver bile becomes too weak and you're not extracting the nutrients and you can just watch your saliva ph and know that yeah you know? yeah you said my favorite word bile i love i love nerding out on uh, the gallbladder and bile it's like it, it's like the gut's own internal uh cleaning system i like i love it and it's like man when i when i pull out and obviously i'm not as experienced as you you know i'm, I'm still relatively kind of new to the holistic health space you know even as a, especially as a practitioner but when i just pull back and i look at how could I boil some real simple things down to like just universally say, if you just get this down, your health will improve at least 50% generating bile and chewing your food. And I right. think if you just got people to do those two things, it's okay. like so many health problems could be alleviated. Okay. Take home for everybody. Right. So Reams explained that the strength of the bile dictates things. And there's only one, if you look at every, all food, Okay, the way I usually explain this is that classic commercial, Dawn takes grease out of your way. Grease, all that clumping on top of the water, one drop of that soap and anionic surfactant, and boom, you know, the, the soap, the, the grease cleared off the top of the water. Classic commercial back in the 1980s and 90s. I don't know if you remember it, but I certainly do, right? And so everything is positive charges, cations or negative charges, anions. Soap is an anionic surfactant, dispersing. Cations clump. Okay, let's think in context of food. All food, Dr. Kerry Ream showed, has an overall cationic potential, meaning it's going to clump and cause some activity, except lemons. Lemons are 100% anionic. And that's why you have all these lemon-based cures. Drink your lemon water this way. Mix it with apple cider vinegar. Mix it with this. Okay, well, Ream showed that if you do a ratio of one ounce of lemon, fresh squeezed, to nine ounces of distilled water, that that concentration is the ideal concentration consistent with what our bile should do, kind of mm. like the hydrochloric acid that's in our digestive tract. And so he would mix one ounce of lemon to nine ounces of distilled water. He'd have people systematically drink this. Well, if you do that and have that 10 ounces a day, and you drink that ratio, like three ounces of that at the end of your meal. Think about it. You just ate this big cationic clumping of food. And then now you're going to drop something in your digestive tract, lemons, that stimulate your liver, that normalize, the, that have the right pH, that turns around and has uh, um, uh, precursors for you to make your own digestive enzymes, right? And then also disperse anionic. You're putting something in there to help you get more energy from your food, stimulating the digestive capacity. And I have watched, oh, hundreds of people just correcting digestive disorders just by drinking a little bit of lemon water, that one to three, one to nine ounce ratio and only drinking three ounces at the end of their meal. It'll, and you'll be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And that's yeah. a good way for you to test the aspects of chemistry right there. 
Yeah, I love lemon water. I, uh, I, I drink a, a, a hot lemon water first thing in the morning. Um, and it just has this, you know, this kind of miracle effect where it just kind of generates all of the digestive stuff that needs to happen. Um, man, it's just crazy to me. And this actually is good because I want to I, I want to ask you about colon hydrotherapy. But it, it's just amazing to me the amount of people not pooping every day. Oh yeah. And yeah. just the, you know, like you'll talk to somebody. I mean, I live in kind of like, uh, you know, I straddle between like health professional and like normal people world. And, you know, before I was like doing all this health stuff, you know, I was, uh, I was a comedian in New York and I'm going around and I'm, and I was a tour guy and I was just talking to people and in the comic world, you, you know, you talk about some stuff and I just cannot believe how many people are living their life constipated, you know, just yeah. not pooping regularly. And, then they've got the subsequent depression and anxiety and inflammation. They're always sick. They're always hurt. They're always down. You know, everything's like, it could be better, you know? And they're like, but I, and I poop once a week and I just, man, like that's my worst nightmare right there. Yeah. I, you can, I mean, you could turn around again, go back into that detox. Their bowels aren't moving. They're nutritionally depleted. They're, they're reabsorbed. They're auto intoxicating. They're reabsorbing toxins and so they just they, they slowly and steadily accumulate and become more acidic. They become more irritable. They become more dependent on grabbing crap. It's giving them short term pleasures for long term compromise. They keep eating more crap because it gives them that short term energy. And and it's just a toxic cycle. And colonics, you know, are wonderful because they can retrain the bowel. You're you're actually not just flooding and cleaning out the bowel by putting water in to, to break stuff down and eliminate the toxins, but you do hot water for a period of time and then cold water. The hot water expands, the cold water contracts. So that expansion contraction during that se session while flushing out the bowel actually improves bowel tone. So after about a series of about eight to 12 colonics, these people who are pooping, you know, every eight to 12 days are pooping daily. But the main thing is, is those people need to learn what diet is appropriate for them. Get tested, know what you need to stop eating and let's get on that, you know, start on that plane. It's, you know, I don't, I don't push colonics on everybody, but they colonics can benefit so many people. I have a lot of people who come to my office that start with colonics and next thing you know, because they hear things and see things in my office, they're making appointments and, and changing their life. And, you know, you just watch it's, it's beautiful to watch what happens. What do you think about coffee enemas? Coffee enemas are good for, they're not the cure-all and people can become dependent on them because the coffee, the, the phytic acid, um, and the coffee you use is important. You know, it's not the caffeine, it's the phytic acid. So you can buy high phytic acid coffee that stimulates the liver. Um, so the idea is the phytic acid gets absorbed through the portal veins, goes to the liver, stimulates liver, and then that causes the liver to become more active and, and stimulates a detox response, you know, not just flooding and washing out the bowel. So you go back to Gerson-based therapies and some of these anti-cancer therapies to improve elimination, stimulate the liver. That's what you'll do. But I have people who get addicted to coffee enemas and they're doing them twice a day and they're like, mm. it's the only thing that keeps me healthy. And I'm like, you don't need coffee enemas. You need to stop and address the process of what you're eating and re and fixing your body instead of just trying to use a coffee enema to keep you going. Right. And, and do you utilize any of these like binders, uh, you know, charcoal, clay, yeah. any of that stuff? Usually I'm using those in mold toxic people. There are so many people who have mycotoxin illness and they don't even look for mycotoxin. They're only looking 
school-based illness and and uh, but mycotoxins are real they're in our food they're mm-hmm. treating our cattle for mycotoxins in their food but they're not looking at it with what you're eating you know and so we are loaded with aflatoxins and we're loaded with uh, uh, various mycotoxins associated with uh, aspergillus or whatever and um, and people are just you know that's part of why they need nootropic agents and they can't think and they have anxiety disorders and you got to figure out why people are screwed up and having their issues right. and not just and and it's a process it's not a product you know products will make people feel better Co- coffee enemas will make people feel better you have to figure out why is that working for me and why do I need it yeah you know if you start th- taking a step back you know, self-awareness, you know, what's going on and why is this working to me? What mechanism is going on? Ah, let's look and see if you have this, you know, and then, and then as you start, you know, diving deeper to understand why, why is the chemistry not correcting? You know, let's do an organic acid test. Oh, you've got clostridial issues. No wonder you're making neurotoxins, you know, you you know, so you got to figure out the why you got to figure out the why. Yeah, you know, I could turn around and say it's not a product, but we could sit here and talk about my product, the K9 telometry and vitalometry. Vitalometry is wonderful for people, you know, and, and uh, but I don't push it. People come in. I have my clients asking me, you know, there's a product out there with your picture on it. Why don't you even talk about it? Because ethically, it's I'm not here to put you on my products. You know, I'm here. I'll tell you why my product would make you feel good. But, you know, I'm here to tell you what you need based upon deficiency or excess and where your issues are. You want to talk about my product and you want to try my product. Yes, it'll help you. But I'm not going to turn around and sell you my product as part of your therapy because I think that's ethically wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy you said that because that is actually why I started this podcast and my blog and my channel and all this because, you know, in the biohacking space, which is, you know, it's an interesting space to be in, um, you know, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of flash, right? It's almost like people are taking the same pharmaceutical model of problem pill, problem pill, problem powder, problem gadget, problem, whatever, right? There's a, there's always a solution to the problem and it's a simple solution. And, you know, when I started getting into like understanding, like, what is this biohacking thing? What are nootropics? I started to see that there were these conversations in this community um, that were emblematic of what you're talking about, which is I took um, acetylcarnitine, uh, carnitine, and it didn't do anything for me. And then you have one guy go, well, uh, acetylcarnitine worked miracle for me. And then somebody else come back and say, it didn't do anything. And then somebody's like, it did miracle for me. And it all comes down to exactly what you said, which is you can take the thing and it might help you feel better. But if you don't fundamentally get to the, uh, you know, get to the root cause of why do you not have enough dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine in your brain? Well, when you look at it, all that stuff's made in the gut. Okay, well, why is your main producer of neurotransmitters not giving you neurotransmitters? And as you start to go down that wormhole and you start to realize, oh, this health thing goes way deeper than just problem pill, problem powder, problem gadget. Yeah, but I love it when people come to me and they're experimenting on their self and, you know, although they're doing what I do and they're like, I started this and guess what? I feel better. You just gave me a mechanism that I'm like, okay, if this is working for you, I know that this pathway is involved. Let's explore that. And now I know this is where you need to focus some attention 
because this is broken down. Everything's mechanistically, everything is a pattern in the body. And you, if, once you start identifying the patterns and where they're coming from, you know, all the stuff on biochemistry and people now doing studies on methylation and sulfation and glucuronidation and, you know, and glycination and acylation and, you know, hey, this is the pathway that's broken down. When people start experimenting with things and they tell me that something worked, wait a minute, you just gave me an idea. This is okay. Now you're telling me if that worked, you just gave me a piece of the puzzle that says, let's do this, you know, and then you can make that leap versus that step in the right direction. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I do want to ask you about your product um, and, and talk about your YouTube channel real quick, but I, I do want to also ask you, um, even though I've, you know, kind of said, or we've talked about like, Hey, the root source and all these things, but do you have any nootropics or supplements that you particularly like to use with people? I know there's different scenarios for different people. It can be extensive, but are there any go-to, um, you know, supplements or products that you like that you find, you know, more times than not typically help people? Sugar regulation correlates with oxygen availability. If I teach people how to eat and regulate their sugars to where they're not crashing and spiking and how to eat appropriately and drink, you, you drink water, you flush your sugars and salts, you eat food and based upon the foods is how the available potential energy is there. And that correlates with oxygen availability. If I teach people to eat appropriately and control their sugars um, and, and not just thinking, hey, I need to eat sugar. It doesn't work that way. Every, every food has a carbohydrate load in some capacity to it, except straight fats, right? And um, so you turn around and teach people how to eat and then potassium utilization because of the stress availability. So if I correct people's potassium status and correct their oxygen availability, best nootropic ever, you know, because now my brains woke up. I'm getting what I need. The first sign of potassium deficiency is you become forgetful. You go to the refrigerator and can't remember that you were, that you were going for mayonnaise, you know, and how many people do that? And they go there and they stare in their refrigerator. What was I getting? You know, Oh, I'll get this too, you know? And so, but that's really it. When you're talking nootropics, you know, you think about Hooperzine and Vimpacetin and Ginkgo and Bacopa and Phenylbute and all of this stuff that's been out there. And, um, and some of them, again, like you said, hey, I took it and I made a great difference. And other people like I took it and it didn't do anything, even essential fatty acids. So I, if we talk about my product, I'll say why it, the main thing that people respond from it, mental awareness, increased energy. But yet we see all types of other effects as well. And I'd love to just discuss that a little bit. Yeah, please. So tell me a little bit about your product. Well, in 2009, the Nobel Prize of Medicine was won by three physiologists for discovering the enzyme telomerase because as telomeres, which are on the end of our DNA and our chromosomes, as they shorten, we age, period. And so they discovered this enzyme telomerase. And if you maintain high telomerase activity, the DNA, the, the telomeres don't shorten and they actually reverse age these mice that were white and cold and arthritis and had cataracts and kidney failure and senile and couldn't make it through mazes. Next thing you know, these prematurely aged mice, their they're, they're, they're got dark, their arthritis went away, their kidneys restored, their cataracts went away. They, they, autop they took their brains out and they had grown 25% you know, massive. So in 2014, I'm like, well, how do you stimulate telomerase? Thank the Google. I did, you know, research on telomerase, hundreds of articles. And I started just re reading through all of these abstracts and I started seeing natural therapies, natural enzymes or natural plants. And so 
And then I looked for products that did it. And most of the products were focused on, you know, um, uh, either being an antioxidant because things like thiamine and, and uh, magnesium can increase telomerase and stuff like that. But then there was one product in particular called TA65 that if you took the recommended doses of it, you're paying over $1,000 a month for this product that had cycloestragalinol and astragalicide 4, which come out of astragalus. You know, so I came up with a product called Vitalometry, you know, and Vitalometry has all of those things in it. It's got astragalus, which historically, what do we look at it for adrenal support um, and, um, and, you know, immune activity and, and primary association of cycloestragalus and astragalus I4. Uh, milk thistle has telomerase activity. What does it do? The liver. Let's improve the liver's ability to detoxify and to process things. Ginkgo, what does it do? It increases circulation to the brain. Hey, those rats' brains grew by 25%. What if I improve circulation? Purslane, that weed that we're throwing away out of our garden that we should be picking out of our garden and throwing in our salads, one of the richest sources of omega-3 fatty acids. How many often, how many of your nootropic agents have omega-3 fats in them? Because what's our brain primarily composed of? Good fats, right? DHA and stuff like that. Personally, it's one of your richest sources. So what you're doing is you're improving the ability of the cell membrane membranes to be fluidic and allow things to go in and out to detoxify and take nutrients in. Green tea extract, polyphenols, elagic acids, massive amount of antioxidant activity. Again, all of these things have telomerase activity. Um, elderberry, resveratrol, you know, heart health and immune health and all that other stuff. Again, telomerase activity. And then from that bioelectronic I teach, put calcium phosphate in there because Again, calcium, 60% of the body composition, phosphate, 24, but calcium phosphate, your bones and calcium regulates the mineral utilization and electrical potentials in the body. And then I put lemon in there. Not only does lemon have vitamin C and antioxidant activity, but that anionic aspect for dispersing. And so I started making this stuff and taking it myself. And I felt like, oh my God, is this really working? So then I asked my clients, you want to take this? Or like, hey, you want us to be an experiment for you, doc? I'm like, I'll give it to you. 100% of my clients are like, can I buy this? And so I created a product you know, called Vitalometry. And the best story of my Vitalometry product was my dog. I had a 13-year-old lab starting to walk out of the yard, becoming senile, lost uh, bladder control, peeing all over the house all the time, couldn't make it up the stairs, you know, cataracts on her eyes, arthritic. And, um, and I turned around and my wife was, we were talking about putting her down. I'm like, well, let me try something. So I went and took my product, mixed the, those herbs that we just talked about in various ratios, added it to a, um, a hydrolyzed collagen and started sprinkling it over my dog's food. And within a week, she's playing like a puppy again and making it to the bathroom to the door to let us know she needed to go out as well as walking up and down the stairs again. Wow. Seriously. My dog made it two more years healthy. She, we had to put her down at 15 because I ran out of this stuff and I didn't bring it home for her for over like a 10 day period. And all of a sudden she started crashing, peeing and just started, couldn't make it up the stairs. She fell down the stairs. And my wife's like, I'm not going through this again. And I'm like, yep. So we put her down at the age of 15 and the vets, like I have never seen a purebred lab make it 15 years as healthy as this dog is. Amazing. Wow. 
So wow. we came out with a product called canine telemetry, you know, and, um, and so we, the one thing is, is because people go to um, shows like yours and I want to send you a free bottle. I want you to try it. Um, you know, we've done podcasts and things about it. Um, but anybody who watches the show, I want to do a, uh, a 10% code. So since you're holistic nootropics, how about we do HN10? And if people go to our website, vitalometry.com and they use HN10 for holistic nootropics 10, uh, we'll give them 10% off and hopefully I can send you a free bottle and you'll be like, heck yeah, this is an incredible product for people to try. Yeah, that's a great deal. Um, I'll put a link in the description below uh, or in the uh, show notes that we post that we post this uh, podcast with. And I'd love to get that product, try it, report on it, because much like your dog, I'm also peeing in the house. So uh, I should probably <laughs> get some of that good stuff. But um, yeah, definitely we'll link it up. That sounds like it's got some really great stuff. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people who love, uh, you know, a lot of the compounds that you have in that product. So uh, yeah, for sure. We can't make because of the FTC. We've been I've, I've been censored, you know, and we we um, Google and Facebook and Twitter and all social media has labeled our product an experimental health product, and so they won't allow us to advertise. It's it's crap in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that's the FDA's job. And so, but if people go to Amazon and look up our product, just read the reviews on Amazon, but don't buy it through Amazon, go through our website and then they can get that 10% deal and try it out. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, we'll put all that, uh, all those links in the show notes and then in the description of the podcast. Okay, and, you. you know, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people here, biohackers, nootropic fanatics, uh, health nuts who they gave up on the FDA a long time ago. So, you know, they're ready to rock and roll with some good stuff. So, um, Dr. Misak, this has been a great conversation. Uh, I know you have some places online, uh, other than the product that uh, I could definitely send people to learn more about you. Uh, give me a shout out to your website, your YouTube channel, social media is anywhere that a listener could find you and learn more about you. The main one is Doc Misak, D-O-C-M-I-S-A-K, DocMisak.com. If you go to the media link on there, you'll see podcast. You'll see the link to my YouTube channel, which is Doc Misak. You'll see links on the, uh, the homepage of Doc Misak to Vitalometry. You'll see links to my office, Pittsburgh Alternative Health. So I think docmesac.com just gives people the opportunity to just get an idea of where I'm coming from and read the articles that I've written in Naturopathic Doctor News and check out the, the uh, YouTube shows that I've done. Check out the whiteboard ads that I've kind of helped to try to simplify what I'm trying to teach. Everybody can be healthy. They just need to learn what equates to health today. And restoration is possible, people. Yeah, that's great. That's a great note to end on. Uh, Dr. Misak, we're going to send everybody your way that listens to this. I hope uh, people follow up and, you know, get a piece of your knowledge because uh, I definitely learned a lot from this podcast and I'm sure anybody listening will as well. Um, and listener, now you know what to do, where to go. Thank you again so much for joining us today on the podcast. If you enjoyed it, remember to subscribe, give it a thumbs up on YouTube, share it with all your friends and keep listening because we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening. For more brain-boosting info, in-depth articles, and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com.